Welcome to Here for the Cocktail Party. I'm Rayanne. And I'm Sean. Each week, we'll be sipping cocktails, spilling tea, and diving into the latest gossip on Matt James' season. Kiki with us every week as we overanalyze the contestants' love connection and follow their journey with a healthy dose of alcohol and skepticism. And this week, we're recapping episode three of The Bachelor. Mr. Matt James. Three is trouble. And we know it because the villains switch. But to pay homage to villain number one, we decided to sip on Queen Victoria. Even though she puts a bad taste in our mouth, this cocktail was scrumptious. I have to admit that I was not able to drink the cocktail because I got my wisdom teeth out. And so I was, you know, sedated and then on some drugs for the week. But uh, I had ice cream and that was delightful. (laughs) (laughs) Unlike Ray Ann, I decided to actually double the cocktail in her honor. I knew she was sedated and she couldn't drink. Poor Ray Ann. So I had to pour five out for her, right? Yeah. And just watching episodes dead sober. It really just makes you think. I, I can't. I can't do it. I, can't, I cannot do it without even a little bit of wine. It was real hard for me. Real hard. I mean, you could have lived the real housewives fantasy and like poured some wine with your Motrin. <laughs> I guess so. I think it's more of like the holes in my face not getting infected. I'm more worried about that than mixing drugs and alcohol. <laughs> Enough about me. (laughs) So we kick off the episode and we just get hot and heavy. We go back to Sarah fainting in the rose ceremony. Girl, your corset was on way too tight. This isn't Bridgerton where you live in the 20th century, 21st century. She looked like she was in an ice skating outfit, to be honest. It had like the little fringe on the side. She did not gracefully fall down, though. So after this whole fainting spell, we go back into the rose ceremony and obviously Sarah and Brie already have a rose, but the remaining roses go to Kayla, Mari, MJ, Anna, Callie, Victoria, and that's it. We are getting down to the nitty gritty. Yeah, that's really all they show um, because we had this like little two-part situation because, you know, The Bachelor had to throw us for a loop. Um, and five girls go home. So it's Alana, Elena, my meatball, my meatball girl didn't get any screen time. Kristen, Sydney, and then Marilyn. And remember, we were joking about how I was going to have to do like ASMR YouTube videos. She really could. Like, she could make a living out of that. (laughs) She could. But not after all of the drama that I heard that went down. So even though Victoria is annoying, I heard that Marilyn actually put her stuff outside of the room and kicked her out of the room. So Marilyn, you kind of have something to own up to. Ooh, Well, we knew one of them had to go home because they were both really fucking annoying. And of course, Victoria just has a bigger personality. So she's the one that stays. 
But then Victoria's sights, as well as the rest of the girls, immediately go to Sarah needing to go home because they were all offended that she had a rose but still fainted. <laughs> Which, like, okay, she got some attention, but I, I don't know. Sometimes when you have to faint, you have to faint. And if she was acting, it was pretty good. It's a pretty good faint. Of course, all of these girls are like, what the fuck, girl? You are just putting on a show, and we're not here for it. And, I mean, we already know Victoria's not here for the girl power BS, so she definitely doesn't back up this faint. No, and this definitely is the uh, Sarah show as we get into it. Um, But then we get to back to the house, and all of the girls are together, and... Our our boy Chris comes in and says that he curated the experiences this week, which immediately makes me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, mm, you are kind of a creepy old man, so this can't be good. Yikes. So he says there's going to be three dates, two group dates, and one one-on-one. And we get the first group date card. It says, today is a surprise for everyone. And it's Rachel, Brie, Lauren, Kit, Serena C., Victoria, Caitlin, Anna, Kaylee, and Katie. And (laughs) so I, because of my wisdom teeth situation, I was watching a lot of uh, Netflix. I was catching up. So I watched Queen's Gambit and I watched Bridgerton. And I know I've been seeing Kit's uh, likeness to the chick in Queen's Gambit on the internet recently and this episode i was just like holy shit it's her down to like the dry like the dryness it's perfect (laughs) i mean i want to give kit the benefit of the doubt but i'm sorry she can't be that smart (laughs) oh no no i'm sure she's an awful chess player but just her look and the way she says things very queen's gambit (laughs) um so they go into what looks like a conference room or like, you know, a conference hall where they have meetings, but they tried to like jazz it up and make it look like a comedy club. So good work, guys. Good work. I was convinced it was a comedy club, so I think they did pretty well. Did they get you? They got you with that? Good job. So Ashley I is reading some uh, steamy paragraphs from a book. And I just love that they brought her in because they were, she was the token virgin for so long. And they were just like, oh, yeah, we'll get her to come in and read about sexy things. Because she's like so not a virgin anymore. <laughs> you know, it didn't really convince me. And uh, this date really it set the tone for this date. Let me tell you. But we find out that the author of those steamy words that Ashley I was reciting was none other than Christopher Harrison. You know, it put me in an off-putting mood. Yes, totally, totally weird. But also, kudos to Chris Harrison because he turned this into like a total RuPaul moment, toting his product on the show. Because, you know, Ru obviously always makes them sing his songs. (laughs) And Chris Harrison was like, you're going to recite my book, bitches. (laughs) I mean, it has worked for RuPaul, so I don't see why it wouldn't work for Chris Harrison. No, I mean, more power to him. He was like, listen, I'm putting it in my contract. We can't go on real dates. We're going to have them read uh, from my steamy novel, and we're going to call it a day. Okay? Obviously, he promoted his steamy novel on 
the Bachelor greatest seasons ever. So he had to continue with it. I think we're going to see his book every season now. So the point of the date is they're going to share uh, steamy stories to Matt and all the girls are like freaking out. Like, oh my God, they're going to get into my deepest desires of what I like in bed. It's like, okay, just sit down and write some bullshit. Calm it down. It's not that deep. (laughs) (laughs) Just imagine you are sexting Matt James and everything will be good. But no, these girls did not curate the fantasy. But I thought this was Katie, a.k.a. MJ Dildo's time to shine. Like, if she has a dildo, she should be good at this shit. Yeah, Dildo Girl was very excited. I really felt for Lauren. They showed her writing stuff in her little notebook with just a huge glass of wine in front of her. And I was like, that's exactly what I would be doing. I get it. But, you know, this reminds me of the time that I kind of gave a lesson to our friend Carmel in sexting. And girl, let me tell you, this would be my date. Matt James would get a boner. And he would have to be like, we have to do fantasy suites now. And he's in them. Uh, That's all I have to say. No, seriously. If Sean could make extra income for like ghost sexting people, he would make millions. So just throwing that out there. If anybody needs help, inquire. But, you know, they're writing their things. I think, you know, it's commendable. But I'm just like. Oh no, they're going to get on stage and this is going to be like a love poem to him. They're not going to know how to do this. And you know, I'm sorry, but I feel like I was proven right. Like these girls needed to read their grandma's romance novels because they just were not doing anything for me. I wanted to imagine me reading this to Matt James and I was like, I don't even want to fuck Matt James after what they read. (laughs) Here's the thing for me. So like I said, I've been catching up on Netflix. I watched Bridgerton and that show was like borderline child pornography because that girl looked so young. (laughs) And that's what I felt like I was watching in this episode too. So it was just like the theme of the week. I just felt really uncomfy of these like young women no, even though if you didn't think they were saying very sexy things, it was still, I was like grossed out. <laughs> I was like, please stop, please. You're so young. <laughs> this is literally when they get naked for like all of the other things. But now it's like erotica on the mic. And you're like, this is now my least favorite episode of the season. Poor Rayanne. She just can't escape it. What? If it's The Bachelor, if it's The Bachelorette, like everyone's getting naked and tugging about touching hard penises. You know who would have really excelled at this date besides you? Blake Moynes. Blake Moynes, remember? Oh (laughs) my God. Blake would have won this date. Like, Even though, obviously, it is a straight date, Matt James would have gave him the rose. Yeah, Blake would have really, really excelled. First, they let Matt go, which, good. He should should get up there and embarrass himself on the microphone first. And all I got, all I retained was him saying, it's chocolate cake, and then licking his lips. And then I was out. And then I was thinking about how he 
this was very far from a prayer and he did not learn this in Sunday school. Yes. Um, he licked his lips and I'm like, you should have put chapstick on before this date because your lips are cracked as shit. And this is not a good visual. I am surprised he didn't go with the prayer. Like he could have totally done like this Sunday school fantasy that like a bunch of Mormons do in real life. So, you know, Matt, very disappointed, but then the women just keep going and going and going. And I just thought to myself, have any of them ever had an orgasm? Because I'm very confused on why you would even talk like that. Well, we got a few bleeps. I mean, that Serena girl cracks me up sometimes. She just talked to, She just talked about how Matt James is packing, but she rhymed it. That was pretty funny. There's a lot of like against the walls. Kit talked about his long, thick legs. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. This was my favorite. This was my favorite. Rachel said that her groin fluttered with desire. Rachel, Rachel, how, how, how does that make you want to go to bed with somebody? Her groin. (laughs) It would have been sexier if she said her undercarriage, like groin. Oh, gosh. It just made me feel like... She would be sore after. It wouldn't have been good. This, But this whole time, I just felt like I was at like a bad poetry slam. Like, it was just nothing was good. Yes! That's, I mean, that's pretty much it. They, it seems like they all had fun, strangely enough. Everybody but Sarah, who was in the corner, like, giving dirty looks and feeling very uncomfortable. I mean, we had to move on to the night portion. And... People after that date surprisingly felt vulnerable, especially Rachel. And she was just like going way too far. She was expressing too much emotion. And I was like, Rachel, I don't even understand. But you know what? Rachel, I think, is going to be my Zach of the season. She is going to go all the way. And I am going to loathe her every step. I said that last week. You know she's going far. You already don't love her. I do want to mention that at the beginning of the night portion, they do their little, you know, sit down and Matt James goes, thank you for sharing your special stories. (laughs) It was like they told nursery rhymes today. Like, thank you for this special story. Matt James, you should have taken hardcore (laughs) notes and then you should have been like, okay, so all of these people are eliminated because I can't take you to fantasy suites. Rachel included. (laughs) Well, yeah, Rachel, they have their little moment, but again, we don't really learn anything about her. She just says, I'm happy. I like you. I was uncomfortable, but I really came out of my element. Then they make out. And like, that's it. It's like, okay. But they, but he like really likes her. So we'll see. Hopefully we'll get to know more about her because I feel like I know nothing about her. I don't know. He was kissing her with his eyes open. So, which by the way, I feel like there is one thing every season of how the bachelors kiss contestants. And you have a pet peeve every season. And this season is him psychopathically kissing all of the girls with his eyes fucking open. I I know. So Joey and I were talking about it and he was like, are his eyes open or is it just the angle? And I was like, 
maybe he doesn't fully close his eyes and then the angle they film him at make it look like they're really open or are they really open? Either way, it's like he's got to stop that, especially on TV. Like, I realize when you make out with somebody, you're not on TV, you know, so you should close your eyes, but do whatever you want. But when you have cameras on you, bro, shut it down. Shut those eyes, man. Take this as a resting moment to shut your eyes, man. And he just, oh gosh. Then, of course, they're going through the group date. You know, girls are talking to him. But then Katie is actually, I think, having a down-to-earth conversation with him because obviously this is where she really opens up in her time to shine. And Sarah, who is not on the group date, comes in and interrupts Katie because she is feeling insecure and she is spiraling 200%. Yeah, so we kind of see her spiraling in her room. She's not down with the rest of the girls and the girls are all like talking about it. And this is where she like really turns into Coach Crystal here. She's spiraling. And Katie uh, goes back to the other girls after Sarah interrupts her and like tattletales on her. And Victoria goes, I would never go into another group date and steal and steal him. I was like, you shut your filthy pie hole. <laughs> <laughs> of course you would. <laughs> this is where I understand both perspectives of like Sarah being slightly needy and, you know, her taking time away from the girls. I get it. But then Victoria seizing the opportunity to not be the center of, like, hatred of the rest of the girls. And, like, you see the, like, manipulative thing switch right in her fucking face when all of this goes down. And it is, like, awful. It is awful because she knows that this is her moment to be like, Wow, let's not talk about me anymore. That Marilyn is gone. Let's now target somebody else. And that's what they did. But I think that it gets worse because obviously the group is like, well, Katie, go back and tell her that her time is fucking up. No, no, it's not the group. It's not the group. It's Victoria. It's Victoria sending in Katie to do the dirty work because she she knows that she could pick off these girls and tell them to to do things. Katie goes, oh, okay, well, can I interrupt you? And she's like, wait till we're done. And it's like, no, bitch, you're not even on this date. And she was like, five minutes. And she go, Katie rebuttals goes, two minutes. And I'm like, are you negotiating for a salary? Like, what is your play here? Then they film her standing in the corner with like stalker music. And to be honest, it looks like he's about to laugh when he's talking to Sarah because I he I'm sure he just like feels Katie over his shoulder. And we've learned last week that he's not very good <laughs> when like girls are confronting each other. That's not a strong suit of his quite yet. Maybe it gets better, but he looks like he's almost going to start to laugh. And then Katie rolls in and she's like, I'm just trying to get my time on my group date. <laughs> it's like, girl. You really are trying. And they start to make out Sarah and Matt and Katie can like hear the noises or at least the producers want us to think she hears the noises. I get it. They're trying to stir the pot and 
get all the girls riled up and mad at this girl. But just stop. It happened. It is what it is. Get the fuck over it. Just like Sarah's up just like Sarah came into the show knowing that that he was gonna be dating, you know, 32 other ladies and isn't handling it properly. These other girls aren't handling it properly when especially I'm sure they all watch the show, when someone comes to a group date and, like, steals time. Like, that's just what happens. And you have the right to be upset about it, but it just went on for a really long time. So, obviously, they get through the rest of the group date, and surprisingly, my least favorite person on this earth gets the group date, and that is Rachel. It's because, literally, she had the most time with him other than Sarah. So, of course, she got the group date. Yeah, she was the only one who talked to him. And then they there's this, just this camera angle, and it looks like Matt's face is, uh, like, it looks like Matt's shoulder is going to just jam Victoria in the face. And I wanted him to lean back so badly and just fucking <laughs> pop her in the face. <laughs> this is the entertainment we deserve on The Bachelor at this point. Like, let's get Fight Club status. And then again, he is so awkward knowing that he should say something about what happened. He doesn't say anything. And he just like awkwardly scoots out of there. I don't know if anybody watches New Girl, but he does like the like the Nick like moonwalk backwards. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of to get out of an awkward situation. He was like, goodbye. Let me just walk out of here. Good luck. The line of the episode for me is Serena is Serena C, I think it is, is in the like in the moment. And she's crying about the whole situation and she just goes, I'm so sick of feeling frustrated. And I was like, you and me both, girl. I'm frustrated with a lot of things right now. <laughs> I feel you. Girl, go talk to Katie. I feel like you can at least get 50% of that frustration out of there. So, yeah, they co- they zoom. They come back and the girls are talking again and Katie's talking again. And she's still mad. And she's like, Rachel got the rose. But I feel like if I wasn't interrupted, I could have gotten it. And okay. Somewhat valid point, although I find it very hard to believe that she would have actually gotten that rose. I'm, like, very confused. Like, Victoria and Katie are really there for the free cocktails. I can't see Katie and Matt ever being together. So, it's like, girl, you would have never gotten that date rose because he's just trying to figure out if you're, like, a really good friend after this or... So then, of course, the one-on-one card comes and it says, let love lead the way. And it goes to Serena P, which I'm like, okay, you can never give the date card to like the person with the double name. So why would you give the one-on-one? I mean, Serena P is very pretty. I'll give you that. Yeah, she was kind of low-key the first few weeks. Um, I'm kind of glad they gave it to her because... We get to know her a little bit, and she seems somewhat normal. So after all of this bullshit in the beginning of the episode, it was like, all right, I need I need a little bit of a, a decent conversation here. So she did the trick for this episode, but the girls are sitting with her before the date, and Victoria's like, can you tell Matt that Sarah sucks? And, she, and Serena's like, no, I really don't think I'm going to be doing that. <laughs> Oh my God, Victoria! No, like that's so like that's 
besides the point. And of course, they they make the first 15 minutes about Sarah and Matt comes into the group and he's like, well, where's Sarah? And it's like, well, why does Sarah have to fucking be there every time you fucking show up? Well, because they're they're on a TV show and they all need to be in the same place, but she's clearly not. <laughs> she didn't get the five minute cue. Do you remember Corinne would just go and nap upstairs all the time? Yes. That's what yes. Sarah's doing. Yes. She's just like, uh, nope, <laughs> no thank you. Bye. No, thank you. So he goes up and he tries to be like, Sarah, what's the matter? And Sarah tells how the girls are really not on her side after freaking going and interrupting the group date. Of course the girls are upset. I get it. I also think that just to play devil's advocate on Sarah's side here, I think that he's sensitive to her family situation and her, you know, being with her dad and not really knowing how much longer he's gonna live essentially so they did have that conversation and they did have that time to get to know each other and i don't know what went on in the rest of the house like if she told many people that it doesn't seem like she did not that i'm saying these other girls don't have shit going on in their lives too everybody does but i think he is more sensitive to her because of that and that's clearly affecting her being there you know a hundred percent so the girl, I mean, the girls are really upset. MJ is like, she's manipulating him. And it's just like, is she, is she though? I, I don't know. I, verdict's still out. <laughs> mm, I don't think so. And of course, the girls are like, she ruined the first 15 minutes of your one-on-one. Like, this isn't her one-on-one. It's yours. And it's like, they will have plenty of time. Yeah, also, Serena was the least affected by it. She was like, yeah, no, it's, you know, we'll have the whole day. <laughs> it was like, she's she's probably the youngest one there and the most mature. They go horseback riding, and it is way less intense than, of course, the ATVing where Matt James almost tries to kill the other person. Bree. <laughs> then she just totally makes fun of him for never making a cheese board. And then they're making a cheese board, but there's no board. They're putting cheese on a fucking blanket. And I'm like, no wonder you don't eat the food. You're just putting the shit on a blanket. So they eat the cheese and then they get loved by the donkeys. And I'm like, I would love this date because I would just want the donkeys to love me. Oh my God, the donkeys were so freaking cute. But she says something interesting. She says that her dad was really unsupportive of her going on the show. So I hope she makes it to hometown so we get a uh, testy, a testy dad date. I mean, we need a testy dad date at this point. Bachelor Nation owes us this. Well, they panned to Sarah again in her room alone and the girls talking shit about her. And it's like. I wouldn't want to fucking go downstairs just to be bullied by you assholes. I'd rather be in my room by myself. <laughs> right? I could find some inner peace in my fucking room, not as you bitches are talking about me. Yeah, so they do quickly go to the night date. Um, and she's 22 years old, so le- she's one year above the legal drinking age. And I just kept thinking <laughs> about that and being like, oh my god. 
I feel so old. And like, she has nothing. She has nothing to talk about. They talked about their past relationships and she actually asked him questions, which was a rarity. Oh, yes. So another another good sign. Another point for Serena. <laughs> so Matt says his last relationship was four months ago and he wanted to date to marry. Doesn't really go into it any more than that. And then she asks if he's ever been in love and we get his whole saga of how love looks different now and he doesn't think he's ever been in love. She says she's been in love with his ex, with her ex. And then she's caught off guard because she's she's getting fast feelings for Matt James. And he says the feelings are mutual. But she says, like, I like you. Falling into like was what? her words. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Her age is showing in that point. I was like falling into like, please get away from six feet apart. <laughs> Well, they seem to like each other. Actually, I mean, I like her. I like her for him. So we'll see. Uh, she gets the rose. They go into another hot tub because what else is there to fucking do? And he has turtles on his swim shorts. And during the day date, she makes fun of him for having a turtle as a pet for a child. So I really liked that they brought that all around. <laughs> they really put this full circle. But of course, this doesn't last long. And we go back to the whole Sarah drama. And and I'm just like, can we just not talk about Sarah? Five minutes without Sarah. And no, and no. And we're talking about her for the rest of the fucking episode. And I am over it. Yeah, so the date card comes, but then the date card is never read. And MJ is talking about how she's worried about her. And Sarah's on an apology tour. Victoria's acting fucking crazy. She says this is not the Sarah show. It's like, no, girl, you want it to be the Victoria show. Mm -hmm. Let's be real. She wants the attention to be all on her. And then they're all, they all just continue to fucking talk shit about her, even when she leaves. And then, you know, Katie goes up and she's like, I understand. I understand that so many people are ripping into you. And it's like, Katie, do you, though? The, I think the only thing you understand ripping into you is your dildo. <laughs> I I thought she really approached this, though, in a good way. She's almost like the shrink of the, of the season. And she, you know, she just talks to her like a human. She's like, you know, I... I know I was upset with you, but I didn't like what just went down. And for her to actually be big enough to realize she was being a little bit petty and, you know, kind of seeing the bigger picture here, I think says a lot about her. So this episode, she's gone from me calling her dildo girl to calling her her actual name. So that's good. <laughs> but it doesn't last long because Sarah, of course, gets into this suburban and goes to Matt James' apartment, which I guess is off-site because it did not look like the same resort. And she just basically says goodbye to him. She says this is weighing on her too much. She regrets that she is away from her dad. And it's just not the show for her. She didn't expect to have this kind of run. As much as we laugh and make fun, make fun of these chickies being on TV. You know, they signed up for it. However, this is a, a rather intense time for a lot of people. So I'm sure it's only amplified being on a show like this. 
Yeah, we say our our farewell to Sarah, who took over this entire episode. They must have been lacking in content, because usually when shit happens like this, it's like real quick. You know, they interrupt. They say they want to leave. Yeah, this was like almost a waste of two hours, I will say. For Lucky for me, that cocktail got me through. Unfortunately for you, you just had to suffer through the whole thing. This was probably the worst episode to not be able to have a cocktail during. Like, pick anyone. This probably was the worst one. I went from champagne to red wine to this cocktail. So really, actually, I had a great time. Well, I went from Coca-Cola to ice cream to a seltzer because I haven't been able to eat solid foods in days. I'm losing it. <laughs> Uh, but you know that's the end of the episode and uh hallelujah sarah's gone so hopefully we don't get a whole sarah situation next week but it seems like there might be some ladies entering the game so matt james is not satisfied with victoria and her subjects so we are going to be drinking a sweet heat because it will be sweet for these five ladies, but it will be spicy for the rest of the girls in the mansion. Yeah, I also feel like a sweet heat maybe sounds like a cocktail of like hot tub water and they go in a lot of hot tubs, so... <laughs> At this pace, we'll see Matt James in a hot tub every single episode. So um, let's just warm ourselves up in these cold winter days. But it's time to say goodbye. But join us next week as we dive into episode four of Matt James Spicy Season. Until then, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Here for the Cocktail Party. All one word for more content and cocktail recipes. Hopefully, I'll be able to drink some booze next week. Have a good week, y'all. Hopefully, we all need you in better spirits. No pun intended. (laughs) Goodbye.